This is the Cardboard Cave Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Cardboard Cave Podcast. I'm super excited because this is our second episode from 2023. Super excited if you guys want the first episode is already available on your favorite audio platform. As well, if you just want to see us, go ahead and go to our YouTube channel or as well our Twitch channel that the video is available right there for you. Um, that past um, podcast, we talk about the um, Parexia All Will Be One first spoiler uh, bash that we received and as well we talk about the open gaming license of dnd and as well our thoughts of if this open gaming license does it does get to affect us here as magic the gathering content creators as well guys remember you guys can go ahead and support us of other ways you can go to altersleeves.com forward slash cardboard cave or use our code cardboard cave to get five percent off your order as well um this will just like you know spice up your commander make it look different or make it more tasteful i don't know you you be the judge and the um executioner of what you want to get in altar sleeves as well our bonfire merch store will be available to you by friday like that you guys can go ahead and get your official magic the gathering well not magic the gathering my bad cardboard cave um merchandise where we have funny shirts and we have um some uh shirts for your if you have a favorite land or whatnot as well with the logo of cardboard cave this will as well help us um support our channel and content as well right now guys as well just to give you a small announcement uh usually i did announce on monday that i was going to be streaming this uh tomorrow but tomorrow i'm not going to be streaming due to that i have a an event with uh my wife at night um we're gonna go to a concert so i won't be available tomorrow so don't worry about it we'll be back with the streams next week so let's go ahead and present our other hosts and other owners of the cardboard cave podcast let's go ahead our favorite director the one that has won so many awards it's very crazy and as well he is covering the sundance film festival the one and only alejandro yo what's up what's up it's all good how are you doing all good man all good just watching a lot of movies watching a lot of movies amazing okay and from there as well we have the master of the dark arts as well you guys know him as the master of the cube when we started this um little venture of cardboard cave the one and only jp hey what's up he he is a he's an iteration of his own card <laughs> favorite card yeah i love this this is better you know what yeah, i'm just we should, happy to be we should make that an altar sleeve that should be an altar sleeve that, <laughs> that should be an altar, altar sleeve, sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> okay we got our first comment here on twitch um tato gaming pr says john hey yo as well guys remember follow us subscribe like share our content you guys are bombarding us um a lot of love in youtube and super excited about that because that was the place that we were like yeah we don't need it um but then we were like yes we do need it (laughs) (laughs) so you will get a lot of a lot of amazing content there um in the near future because uh good i hope good things come our way (laughs) so guys let's go ahead and talk about the big fish in the room top five cards of phyrexia all will be one and we're going to 
just go ahead like we do every set we're going to talk about our favorite five cards of this set talk about why we like them why we need them sadly my list was bombarded of all the cards that i wanted because everybody else chose them and i was like <laughs> damn it yeah, uh, yeah but my hey, list only has like one card repeated i've seen from orengo's list I yeah. think there is, I think there is one, I think there's like at least, yeah, I think there's only one repeated that's in between you and Norengo. I don't know mm -hmm. if Chris had a, a repeated one though. Let me, let me check before I share the screen. Let me see. It's just, it's just too good not to add. It's true. I agree. Too yeah. good not to add. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, um, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about we'll it. We'll talk about it. <laughs> but, but the thing is that my list consisted in many of the cards that these people choose, but no. They were like, you know what? We'll just leave John with the scraps of the planeswalkers and whatever is left of this set. What I mean, can we you're, do? You're the planeswalker guy. You have planeswalkers. True. Actually, I gotta be honest with you guys. Today, I went ahead and I like blastered Joda on a table. I'm like, let's start rebuilding this. I have two proxy cards because I haven't been able to buy them. Um, but uh, it's Mox Diamond and Mox, Mox Opal. Mm. Yeah, Mox Opal, those two I, I had to proxy them because Mox they're Opal is is the one that's uh, met the Metalcraft one. That's uh that's bad. Yeah. No no yeah, Mox Opal. Mox yeah, it's not Opal that bad. bad. Wait, no, it's no, not banned. No, it's not bad. No, 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 no. Oh, okay, it's not okay. bad. No, 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 no. Okay. And it's not it's terribly expensive in comparison to the other oh, one. Oh no, 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 Mox no, Opal. No, no. At least yeah. Box Diamond is uh, like a six hundred. That's the expensive card. one. That's the one. That's the one that. <laughs> so yeah, I was ridiculous. like, I was like, oh my god, I, I I have to find at least a good proxy for it because I don't like having these type of like proxies. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, but I will try and see if I can find a good proxy for it. So let's go mm -hmm. ahead and start with the top fives. Um, but I did upgraded uh Joda. I've been playtesting it alone i don't like place testing decks alone but i'll try and play i'm, I'm gonna play test it on friday when i see you guys uh on friday to play some cardboard magic nice some magic so um chris again chris will be in a few minutes, uh, in, a yeah. few minutes in a few yeah. minutes and orengo just told me something let me go ahead and change it oh lord i totally forgot about that it's, it's okay you can put the top five while we i'll do put that. the top five right yeah. let me give me one second let me go Good, take it away orengo. Whoop. yeah so phyrexia will be one it's it's a set that i wasn't i didn't i honestly didn't care about it to be honest since since they announced it i was like i got my brother's war i got the set that i wanted so i'm good to go but as they started spoiling it now i want to buy a lot of these cards because for some reason they decided to print all the blue broken cards in this set as opposed to the brother's war so i'm going to start off my list by talking about the michael sith gardens which is a land it's a sphere land which um jp might correct me um this is the first time that we see sphere lands or have we seen them before uh this is the first time yes but i know that well, they have been mentioned before yes, they have been mentioned before and, 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 and actual cards yes and what, i think what, what we've does seen... sphere land i mean it's just a is sub it a type? It's, it's just a subtype like as if you remember the lotus ones that came a little before um, uh, locus 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 i'm sorry the locus ones they came okay. a little while back so just it's like just the urza lands urza mm -hmm. have urza lands have a, a subtype of urza yes. Yes, these are just a okay. new subtype. I say this because there is a land in this set that uh, utilizes the Locust and the, exactly cares about them and the Sphere ones too. So 
just talking about the Michael, the Michael Sith Gardens, which already by having the word Michael Sith, I was going to be all over this card. Um, you tap it to add a colorless. You can tap for one uh, and add mana of any color. So it fixes your, your colors. And for X and tapping it, you the Michael Sith Gardens becomes a copy of target non-token artifact you control with mana value X. Um, the... The, the the amount of ideas combo potential shenanigans you can get away with doing with this card is just unreal i can't even name most of them because there's just so many you can do so i know it's gonna be like an auto include in like three or four of my decks because yeah. this can turn into like a mind slaver it could turn to a uh sensei's divining topic you can just put it on top you could just uh, you uh, know one uh-huh. I just want to mention one very big thing about this card. This card is also in my list. This is the one card I, I'm pretty sure we repeated. Yes. Uh, it doesn't stay until end of turn. It exactly. just becomes <laughs> exactly. a, target, a copy of the yep. target non-token artifact. Mm-hmm. It just stays as a copy yep. forever. Yep. It's that is the ridiculous. one big, very big, important thing about it. Yes. So it do remember that it doesn't. It, it's not like other cards that say it's a copy, but it also has the text, and it's still that. Nope. It just literally becomes that instead. So we got to take that into consideration. But it's great because you know you get to copy a, a plethora of great artifacts throughout Magic's history, yep. and you can do a lot uh, of combo potential. Since we're already talking about this, I was yep. just thinking. Oh look, uh, I paid two mana to make it a copy of a. Uh, of the illusionist bracers and then pay three mana to, to attach it because even though it's tapped it becomes tapped uh, and equipment doesn't really care yep uh, copying osgir's ability three times uh, twice so mm-hmm. doing it three times sounds absolutely disgusting yep uh there's much other stuff uh, a, a very cute interaction mm-hmm. that's come up a lot more than you might think I like the way that Jake uh, says cute and then it's something like like (laughs) monstrosity. Liquid Metal Torque can make a non-land permanent into an artifact and then Mm -hmm. with this you could copy it. Yep. Holy cow. I do that little trick with Sculpting Steel. Uh, Let's say my opponent has a Smothering Tithe Mm -hmm. or a Ristic Study. I've made their their uh, their are a risk study or a smothering tithe into an artifact, and then play sculpting steel, copying it. Yep, that's a cute interaction. Whoa. Yeah, you get to copy basically any permanent. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be that you control, but it's as long as you own it, you can just get two copies of, like mm-hmm. you said, like a smothering tide or like anything else you might deem. No, but it's not exactly. I'm, I'm thinking, Oscar, if I have a smothering tide, having two smothering tides is mm-hmm. absolutely disgusting. Annoyed procession, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yep. You can having two rhystic studies. Exactly. Yes. You get away with doing a lot of those cute Well, you cute paid it too. Interactions. <laughs> yeah. Two interactions. Cute, cute interactions. So that's my first one. So my other one is another Mycosynth card called encroaching mycosynth it's an artifact and it's blue as it should be it's three colors and a blue for an artifact that reads non-land permanents you control are artifacts in addition to the other types the same is true for permanent spells you control and non-land permanence cards you own that aren't on the battlefield so this is essentially a fixed mycosynth mycosynth lattice yeah. i believe um yeah. the only caveat is that it says non-land permanence the original one is basically everything it's every permanent um, I just yeah, like but it. Also, Michael Synth Lattice also turns your spells. 
True. Not, not, it's not just permanence. Exactly, exactly. That's, thank you for the, for the, yeah. So I would say that this is great because it's essentially um, redundancy in a type of deck that cares about Michael C. Lattice and those type of effects. Um, you know, stuff like having a Memnarch is going to be great, great with that. Um, you can have this and do the standard Vandal Blast overloaded, blow everything up. Um, yeah, it's, it's just a great freaking card. I, I feel like they were afraid of just printing the original Michael C. Lavis, so they just did this. This is like a fixed version. It's, a, it's more of a fair version. And as you can see, there are they are leaning a lot on the idea of having colored ad artifacts because as we will see soon enough with another artifact that I have on my list, if that would have just been colorless, um, it would have just been auto-included in very specific decks. Um, as it stands, it's very strong. And although it's blue, a lot of the Artifact Matter decks generally are in blue. Generally, because Oscar is like an exception. But it's good that at least it's it's uh, pertained by a certain color. It's not like red, 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 strictly blue. colorless. Come Sorry, on, you just like it because you can put it in your Urza of deck. Of course, I care about putting it in my Urza deck. Of course, it's great. It's beautiful. I don't think I would would put it there because it might make it a tad slower. But it's something that I will buy a copy of regardless because, it, like an Emery deck, it would be very powerful. Yeah. So yeah, I love it a lot. Um, the next card on my list is an enchantment. It's a white one. It's the only white card that I have on my list. It's Norn's Decree. Two colorless and a, and a white for an enchantment that reads whenever one or more creatures and opponent controls these combat damage to you that opponent get, gains a poison counter also whenever a player attacks if one or more players being attacked are poisoned the attacking player draws a card um i read this and it basically reads like a type of like sphere of safety or like a propaganda it incentivizes the opponent to not attack you which in white, I love it because I like the idea of taxing in white. I like the idea of stopping your opponents from attacking you, from doing shenanigans against you in those type of colors. And this just adds more to it. And I think it's a very strong ability because once someone attacks you, then every other, everyone else in the table is going to attack that person because they want to draw cards. And you are giving them poison counters, in, especially in this set that cares a lot of pro proliferating. If you put that on the field, someone attacks you and someone has a proliferate deck, that person is screwed because in a few turns, it's just going to die. There's just no way about it. So this makes sure that no one's going to mess with you at all. They're going to try to kill you either in one shot or they're going to try to finish you off very quickly or ignore you completely, which is the best outcome that you can get. Um, I love it because in those types of decks that matter and having those type of enchantments, there's going to be like basically an auto include. And it's a very, very good card that um, plays around a lot with the idea of the poison counters, which is a new mechanic that we see reintroduced again in Phyrexia, which they made it more fair this time around. Um, but with a lot of the proliferate shenanigans that have that this set includes, I think that this is very easily abusable as well. Um, this one is kind of cool because I was not expecting Wizards to print such a ridiculous freaking card. So I'm going to uh -huh. read it. <laughs> Ikermoon Gauntlet is also an artifact in blue. It's two colors in a blue uh, for an artifact that reads, Planeswalkers you control have zero loyalty, proliferate, and minus 12 loyalty. Uh, take an extra turn after this one. Uh, whenever you cast a non-creature spell, choose a counter on target permanence. Put an additional counter of that kind on that permanence. Thank God that this card is at least blue. I would have pushed harder. I would have made this two colors because the fact that this is almost colorless 
is basically an auto-include in any Super Friends deck. Any variation of Super Friends that has blue needs to run this because you can basically storm off with your Planeswalkers and all your Planeswalkers essentially having plus one to all your other Planeswalkers and a minus two, let me just do this shit all over again next turn is freak, freaking insane. It's ridiculous. I can't believe the Wizards print this. Um, I'm going to buy like three of these things because I'm going to put it in my uh, Azorius Urza buddy friends deck because it's abusable because of the fact that it's an artifact. So it can go down in with um, with a discount of one, but to show a discount of two because my deck has a lot of discount for artifacts. And I'm just going to make all my art, like my placewalkers start proliferating and getting extra turns all the time. Um, yeah, any any um, Atraxa deck is going to care about this. There's even a new Atraxa in this set too, um, which is more of a value Atraxa, but the original Atraxa is going to love the ever-loving crap out of this. Um, the Prismatic Bridge decks uh, are going to love this card as well. Any five-color Super Friends deck is going to auto-include this. Any Planeswalker deck is going to need this. Um, it's pretty busted. The fact that it's a three mana spell too, like it's very low costed, even though that initially it does nothing. But if you're going to have a standard deck that even cares about basically having super friends in standard, this card is going to be excellent because you're going to have your very expensive placewalkers and you can just drop this, proliferate a couple of them. It might, some of them might even be very close to ulting and then you can just ulti one of them and then do this all over again the next turn. Um, it's insane. It's a very powerful card. And my final card is Minor Misstep. Uh, for a little blue pip, it's an instant. It's a fair instant. The counter targets spell with mana value one or less. Um, a lot of people have been ignoring this and kind of like dissing it a little bit because it's not mental misstep, which was Phyrexian mana, and you can counter a man, uh, counter spell, counter target spell with mana value one. Um, this one has the caveat of being one or less. So it can be zero or whatever, or XX or whatever, um, but it doesn't have the Phyrexian mana. So it's essentially worse. It is worse. But I think the upside is that is depending on the type of format that you're dealing with, there might be some upside to this. Because even though you can't do it on turn zero, on competitive EDH, for example, it would be very strong to be able to stop with one blue pip um, a lot of the early mana rocks that the opponent gets. And especially if you if you if you if you start the game and you play your your island, if someone plays a mana mana crypt or whatever, you can just counter it automatically. If they play a soul ring, they can counter it. You can stop a lot of their early ramping, um, which is very strong. You can even stop some of the one mana counter spells that someone might have, like a uh, Aether Flood, uh, um, a Flutter Storm, a Flutter Storm, um, or a um, Dispel, stuff like that, or an offer you can't refuse. You are able to stop them with a minor misstep. Um, and yeah, those are my top five. I, I'm, I'm loving this set. I was very surprised. Again, I was not hyped for this set at all. But the fact that they lean a lot on the proliferate angle, the artifact angle, which I, I was not expecting, and basically printing a lot of blue blue spells that it, that, have, that I haven't seen be that good in a while, uh, makes me very excited for this set and for Martian Machines. So yeah. Uh, minor misstep sounds very very cool uh, i've heard a lot of discussions about it and i'm still pretty mixed about it go ahead uh, so a lot of the spells that you mentioned i would like mana ramp is not really that like it, it can be important to counter mana ramp but i feel like uh, countering like the tutors that just got reprinted would be a lot more uh, relevant 
uh, and you mentioned CDH, and one of the most popular ways to win is uh, cast uh, Underworld Breach, and with Underworld Breach, you'll be casting LED, mm-hmm. the Lion's Eye Diamond, and this mm-hmm. counters that. And it also counters Demonic Consultation, which combos with Thassa's Oracle. Mm-hmm. So it, it can be very relevant, but I, I kind of feel like it might be also uh, slightly dead for a lot of times. So True. that's fair. I will try it out. I know I know myself. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a few of these, and I will try them out for a little bit to see because I I already love Mental Misstep. Obviously, because it's for Axiom mana, and you can play it on turn zero or whatever. So it's already very—it's—it's it's much better than this. But as a very powerful one mana counter spell that can stop a lot more than just a specific card type or mm-hmm. a specific type of thing. Like this is this is per- pretty well rounded. Granted, it's not like a swan uh, song, which I think has yeah. more variety. But you know, I do uh, like it. One of the things is I'm afraid this might be like cut down. Mm-hmm cut down was like in dominary united and it was like oh it was really hyped up because everyone wants it because in theory it has a million targets Mm -hmm. in practice none of the targets really matter yeah that is true although it's used a lot in standard like if we're going based on standard i've seen standard. but we're talking about like edh of course like this i I tried it in edh it it was dead in my hand i always i hated seeing it yeah yeah it happens Mm mm-hmm yeah, most of these cards are basically more standard focused in standard and like other formats. Mm. Like it, uh, you know, minor misstep can can be added in modern. You know, you can counter Ragavan. And you, you can counter Chalice too. Mm-hmm. They're you know, at least in other formats, it, it makes it makes sense because it's not that you, people are, they're going to be running like four of these or or whatnot but at least there you you might see in main decks at least one or mm-hmm. or maybe two just to like have a much more uh rate to have it in hand mm-hmm. you know <clears throat> especially when you go on in modern that is such a you know depending on the deck that you have it's such a very fast paced uh game you know yeah i yeah. understand yeah, yeah so you know let's go ahead for the second um Top five is JP's top five. Uh, there you go, JP. So, take over. So, so uh, Orengo had a lot of uh, a lot of blue and then said, "Oh yeah, I have one white card." And I was like, uh, "I have all white cards." You have really good white cards. <laughs> yes. So again, the Mycosynth Gardens, amazing, absolutely amazing. We already talked about it. But my number one card, I'm I really like is Skrelv. The Defector Might. Yep. He's one mana, one one legendary artifact creature, Phyrexian Might. Toxic one. So whenever he deals damage, uh, that player uh, also like whenever he deals damage to a player, it also gets a point. They also get a poison counter. He can't block like all other mites, and you can pay a Phyrexian mana or, or like a Phyrexian white mana, and tap him, and then choose a color. Another target creature you control gains Toxic 1 and Hexproof from that color until end of turn. It can be blocked by creatures of that color this turn. I really like this. This is basically uh, Giver of Runes. It's not Mother of Runes, it's Giver of Runes. 
Uh, the reason I like this better than Giver of Runes, although Giver of Runes is probably better in some uh, occasions, is that this particularly is an artifact. And Osgear cares about artifacts, and Osgear being my favorite deck, I was really excited to see. I, I basically have a Mother of Runes, a Giver of Runes type effect in an artifact. So this is replacing my Giver of Runes. Uh, the it, if you haven't played against this type of effect uh, in mono white, this is gonna be you play this on turn one. You play a, 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 an effective threat on turn two, and from then onwards, it's gonna be very hard to remove that, is true. Th that other threat unless you remove Skrull first. Yeah, I, I heard uh, last last episode Chris was like oh look I want to make a might uh Phyrexian might commander yep and he, he'd be your commander yes uh, the next card would be Mondrak glory dominus two white white for a four four he's a legendary creature Phyrexian horror this is one of the cycles and uh, these are technically what would be the Phyrexian gods uh, his ability is if one or more tokens would be created under your control twice that many tokens are created instead uh, I'm sad that he's not an artifact but I'm, I, I understand why uh, he'd be very strong although it also add a weakness to him which is like also kind of sad But and he has a second ability it's one and uh, Phyrexian white, Phyrexian white, so uh, three mana. Uh, sacrifice two other artifacts and or creatures. And you can put an indestructible counter on Mondrak, Glory Dominus. Uh, all of the Phyrexian horror mythics that are these the cycle of gods, all of them have an ability that puts an indestructible counter on them. Uh, the way you pay for it is different for each one and uh, this one happens to be two other artifacts and or creatures and it's three mana uh, or one mana and two life and a white or one mana four life mm -hmm. this one's just uh, flat out strong it's just there's nothing there's nothing to say about this uh, it's a creature version of anointed procession and Anointed Procession is a $40 card because it's used in every token deck. It's just exactly, very yeah. strong. No, the yeah, not, not only that, uh, one of the things that we mentioned is at least for standard format, the Power Stones, the, the Power Stones that you can make, can pay for are, this. you can use them to pay for this. So yeah. we were like, uh, me and Chris were like, yeah, so that means that in your deck, right? Mono white or white black or white red, depending on what variation or what type of deck you're building. You, if you do create power stones, it's good because you don't have to sacrifice your creatures. You just go ahead and be like, okay, sacrifice these two power stones, give them the indestructible counter. And I go ahead and I keep creating stuff because the thing is that you can keep creating power stones or if you combine Mondrak, Glory of Dominus with the next card that you're going to talk um, about now, 
It's gonna be ridiculous. Yeah. So Skrelv's Hive, one in a white. Uh, an enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, you lose one life and create a 1 1 colorless Phyrexian Might artifact creature token with toxic one, and this creature can't block. You have corrupted. As long as an opponent has three or more poison counters, creatures you control with toxic have lifelink. This is Mono White's version of Bitter Blossom. This is strong. This mm -hmm. is good. Uh, for a long game, this is going to be very, very good. Uh, one of the downsides that might be a downside for some decks is that, uh, off the top of my head, some of the decks that would actually like this would like the the token that it that would be created not to be a colorless artifact token. Maybe just uh, if, if if mites were white, then uh, they would be technically better. Uh, but that's fine. Uh, for the most part, this is just this is just bitter blossom with upside. Uh, bitter blossom does have uh, the upside of uh, of making the fairies have flying, and that's quite relevant, especially when when you when you have uh, when you're looking for a blocker because mites can't block. Mm -hmm. So flying, flying blockers. So mites, you might just be like gathering the mites and attacking uh, for for as much as you can afterwards. Uh, but this is just very relevant. Yeah. And the last card is probably the strongest card I've I've talked about, even stronger than the Mycosynth Gardens and Mondrak. It's clever concealment. Two white white for an instant. It has Convoke. Let me read Convoke because uh, people get confused with Convoke. Your creatures can help cast this spell. Each creature you tap while casting this spell pays for one generic mana or, and this is the, the part that people uh, forget, one mana of that creature's color. So if you tap a white creature, it can pay for the white cost of the spell. And mm -hmm. the actual ability is any number of target non-land permanents you control phase out. This is just like selected Teferi's protection. Yep. This is very strong. This is very, very strong. One of the, the, uh, the uh, like, interestingly and bad things about Teferi's protection is that you every all, all your permanents phase out. So if you had, you can't pay mana. You can't, you can't use your lands. Mm -hmm. And uh, if someone does something while you're phased out, like while your all your permanents are phased out and you didn't float mana, or it's someone else's turn and it hasn't been your turn, and you haven't come back and all your all your permanents are still phased out, you can't react to anything for the most part because uh, you can't add mana with uh, with no lands. Uh, or your artifacts. There are ways like free spells and 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 whatnot, but for the most part, yeah, that's it. So uh, four mana convoke, which is very very attainable. Any number of target non-land permanents you control phase out is very very good, like very very good. Uh, I'm assuming this is gonna be like the I saw this card at twenty five pre-sale value, twenty five dollars pre-sale value. So it, it's like they know this card is good. Yeah. 
No, this card is really good. Like, one of the things that I think um, that people should do, uh, if you're a commander player, right? You should buy the two commander decks that are going to be part of this uh, set. Both of them bring very, very unique cards, you know. So uh, at least that's what I plan on doing. Um, buy the commander decks and the at least one pre-release and I'm a happy cookie. Uh, because again, singles all the way. So while Chris is still on its way, uh, I'll do my top five. I'm gonna go ahead and move forward to, to my top five. And as well, uh, ask Chris where he is. <laughs> because that he, he said that he was gonna be here in 15 and it's been more than 15. <laughs> Let's go ahead. Uh, let's go ahead and ask him where are you at. Then let's go ahead and go to to my top five. So my top five looks like this because everybody chose cards that I wanted to choose. <laughs> um, one of the cards that I wanted to choose was the blue artifact that gives um, planeswalkers and two additional effects on uh, the proliferate and the extra turn. Uh, due to the fact because if you guys have seen our commander knights, I play a lot of Joda, uh, the unifier, uh, and most of the decks, mo the deck that I mostly use is my uh, super friends deck. It's not a uh, CDH, it's just a fun, have a lot of um, planeswalkers and synergy uh, within uh, the game and just have a lot of fun. So these are my top five. Uh, most of the couple of these a couple of these cards I really do want them for other commander decks uh, let's go ahead and start with the first one is Tivar jubilant brawler um, he is one colorless black green legendary planeswalker Tivar it says that you may activate abilities of creatures you control as though those creatures had haste I love this um, especially because elves um, Lathro. That's the first thing that I thought. Um, Lathro. His first ability is uh, plus one. Untap up to one target creature. And then minus two. Mill three cards. Then you may return a creature card with mana value two or less. From your graveyard to the battlefield. I do like the card for, for many things. The minus two gets me maybe an elf most of the elves right now are very cheap the downside is that the strategy of lateral can change a little bit in regards to that probably those three cards might be an instant or a sorcery that, that you need um or milled you a lot of lands so there has to be kind of an upside or what i thought is just use the plus one because the plus one lets you untap a, uh, untap a creature, so that means more mana. That means that Genesis Wave or Chords Calling or any X card can be of a bigger amount. Um, so that's why I really do like it. Uh, I won't say that it's better than the than the um, Tivar that's already available to play. The other Tivar makes your elves um, mana dorks, all of them, to produce um, Swamp. So uh, I, I still like it because it's low cost. It gives haste to to your abilities of, of your creatures. So it's really a fun card. You know, I just like it 
because of of those standards uh the next one is kaito dancing shadows this card when it was released uh or spoiled i really did like it uh i i like the fact that a lot of people were like excited because they can use their colorless drone token so it was really funny to see that so kaito is two a colorless blue uh black legendary planeswalker kaito it says whenever one or more creatures you control deal combat damage to a player you may return one of them into its owner's hand if you do you may activate loyalty abilities of kaito twice this turn rather than only once it has a plus one ability that says that up to one target creature can attack or block until your next turn a zero ability that lets you draw a card and then a minus two ability that's create a two two colorless drone artifact creature token with that touch and says and has this ability that when this creature leaves the battlefield each opponent loses this uh loses two life and you gain two life i like it it's really fun um i think that with this blue proliferate artifact can synergize with kaito um you can create more bodies as well these bodies uh can attack i i hadn't actually realized because Mm -hmm. he protects himself in two ways yes that's very interesting because you protect yourself with a plus one so the creature can't attack Mm -hmm. so that way uh, you can keep uh, plusing him and then a negative two uh, to make a creature which also in turn protects him as well so, the creature has death touch so it, it this, makes makes uh, like your opponent yeah. stop you know yeah. I like it that's uh, why I like it the reason I like it is for the most part I don't like planeswalkers with ultimates and uh, my my reason being, uh, people see an ultimate and p and people like want to get there, and like overprotect their the, the the planeswalker or uh, care about that uh, that ability more than the others. I care about like the first two abilities usually, and then really don't care about the ultimate. If the first mm-hmm. two abilities are good, then I uh, it's generally speaking it's a very good card, but. Ever since they added like passives to planeswalkers, uh, it's added basically a fourth ability that's just stapled onto it. It's basically uh, an, uh, an enchantment. And uh, if you think about it that way, uh, especially with Kaito, because he doesn't have a particular ultimate, he's just an enchantment, a massive value enchantment. You get to choose one ability every turn. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this case, you get to choose two of them. So you could plus one and then smack with a creature because because uh, your opponent can't block. Return it to your hand, draw and pay, pay zero draw a card. Yep. Uh, think of it this way: uh, what I'm what I'm thinking is like a uh, uh, he's blue black, but uh, if he had like oh, red. Uh, like or if you play this in a, in a in a red type blue black red, play like a haste creature. Every turn you can be bound, uh, playing him, playing this, drawing cards, yep. playing this, drawing cards. It's, it's amazing. It's yeah, really good. Very very yeah. interesting. 
it's a very interesting planeswalker like i i i really do see it being played in standard um not like a bunch of, you know at least one or two of them up to him just to again for the ratio to be able to get him um a little bit much more faster consistently, consistently that's the word i was looking for more consistent um as well as strategy that you can return uh, a creature from both so if you attack with your with your uh token and you attack with your other uh creature obviously if you do combat damage then you can return uh your creature to say that you want to like not have that creature get destroyed then you return it do the abilities uh your second uh do another uh draw card effect and that would be great you know i, I really do like it <clears throat> one of the other planeswalkers that i chose was cough fire of resistance is two and two red legendary planeswalker cough uh this card when it was spoiled a lot of people were excited because um they were asking where cough was <laughs> uh so plus two ability has four loyalty plus two abilities that you can search your library for your basic mountain card reveal it and put it into your hand then shuffle a minus three is that uh, cough fire resistance deals damage to target creature equal to the number of mountains you control. And the minus seven is that whenever what you get an emblem that says whenever a mountain enters the battlefield under your control, this emblem deals four damage to any target. I like it. Um, at least for my mono red commander is, is really interesting. Um, it's really good. I think that for certain cards that I've seen in this set, Mono Red might be um, viable again. I think it could be, it could come back pretty strong. Um, Koth is really interesting Planeswalker. Let me go ahead and present the one and only that he's always crystal clear and early, the Jankmaster himself, Chris. Hey guys. Hey guys, up, how's Chris? it going? How, how are you feeling today? Um... All right, I've been struggling with a throat infection since Friday, actually. So, Jesus. Yeah, uh, yesterday I was finally able to get my first set of meds. I was getting some more meds earlier. So, yeah, here we are. My, my At least my voice sounds a lot better today because yesterday there was, like, speaking was not allowed. <laughs> wow. I don't, I don't want to know how you got to work. I didn't work for, like, uh monday and tuesday because i was like out of commission oh, okay. like my throat was destroyed but today everything's fine i was able to get to work today and i'm here with you guys talking about these wonderful wonderful cards which actually yes. now that there's a bunch of planeswalkers on your screen i kind of want to pose this question for both of you though um i realized we aren't getting a phyrexian planeswalker that you can use as a commander and none of the planeswalkers that have come out in this set so far can be used as a commander and that kind of fun that's interesting just i guess that just goes into like the follow-up right which is do you guys think that we should be able to use all planeswalkers as commanders at this point no no understandably so uh, a lot of the game balancing in like uh, decision making for uh, ban lists and stuff would have to change completely because uh, if you're in like 
a lot of the things that a lot of people don't like is auto includes uh, you'd be surprised how many people uh, don't like Soul Ring, how many people don't like Command Tower, how many people don't like Arcane Signet. Because you just kind of have to run them. They're they're cheap, they're ready, readily, readily available, and they always improve mm-hmm. your deck no matter what. Mm-hmm. If you run Planeswalkers as Commanders, oh, you're running green. You run Doubling Season. Oh, you're running uh, like you're running blue. You run Deep Glow Skate. It becomes yeah. too. Uh, it adds too much to the to, to the already stigma of staples, and also, in my opinion, coma- uh, uh, planeswalkers bog down gameplay. Hmm. They make it longer. Because what do you want to do when you have a, a planeswalker out? You want to protect it. The damage you deal to a planeswalker is basically the life you gain, like your 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 opponent gains, because it's just life they're not taking. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're not getting uh, getting dealt, and uh, in in a in a deck that has multiple planeswalkers, for the most part, you want to be running more rats because you have more planeswalkers than creatures. So now you destroy all creatures, and now it's harder to kill all the all the planeswalkers. Uh, it just slows down gameplay. Like one like one planeswalker deck in <clears throat> in a pod, that's fine. Two planeswalker decks in a pod—that's already very annoying. Yeah, that—that's that's a two-hour game. Mm-hmm. Unless you're playing with fish, and then it's like a five-hour game. Or no, with fish, it's, it's, it's either a five-hour game or, or a two-minute game. <laughs> okay, before I continue with my next two cards, it's Lazy Boy says, "Cough viable in most landfalls." Then. I think he was gonna say something else, but no, no, no. He's like it's like viable in most landfalls. Then like in oh, okay, you know, just oh yeah, yeah. yeah I, like, I actually I like yeah. yeah I actually like it because you know, uh, what's this? Uh, my God, what this popular, the first popular um Lord Lord Windgrace, yeah, Lord Windgrace mm. runs red, um Omnath, <laughs> the one that came, well all both the last two Omnaths all of them trigger with lands anyway so land, lands exactly so you know uh Nikoth is is it's not John, like an auto include but john yeah i, I don't I, I really don't wanna don't wanna like <laughs> it's because because it's because ed, ed mentioned it but like i don't want to be a, a the rain on your parade but i really don't like cough i'm surprised you chose him Hey, that's it, it. Was you guys stole my cards? So I guess fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> fair so enough. I, 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 had the rubble. I had the what, what was left. <laughs> you know, I had what was left. You they, know, they, they could have just been, ma- made him look for a mountain. Not that didn't even need to be a basic mountain. Exactly. That would have been, that would have been a nice buff uh, to the card without say. without uh, like making it broken. Just look for a mountain. Even though, if I'm not mistaken, um, I don't remember the plane, other planeswalker, but they did, they did um, see that this card, Koth, was a lazy, lazy writing uh, planeswalker. There's already a planeswalker that does the exact same three things in black. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, uh, Liliana. Uh, Liliana. Uh, yeah, I think she's yeah. got the Lil- same mana cost, too. Yeah, Liliana of the Dark Realms, except her ultimate is a bit different. Because <laughs> Liliana of the Dark Realms, search for your library for a, for a swamp. Her negative uh, ability gives a negative X, neg- uh, like twice the number of negative X, negative X equal to the number of mo- uh, swamps. And then her ultimate mix gives you an emblem that all your swamps add four mana. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But look, it says whenever a mountain enters the battlefield, it deals four damage. Yeah, that's right. There's your four mana. (laughs) So I'm going to go with my next card. This this card, uh, I did speak uh, about this card with um, Christopher uh, (laughs) on the last episode. Um, (laughs) Lazy Boy was like, hey, Coffin's just trying his best, guys. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Koth um, might be trying his best to design team at Wizards. Exactly. Isn't. <laughs> <laughs> this so, could have been an uncommon planeswalker, if I'm being honest. Oh, but yeah. like, yeah, let's not talk about it. <laughs> yeah, let's just let's just move on. I, I, again, the, I just chose him just last minute because I was just yeah. I did everybody's top five, and I was like, okay, it's my turn. They chose basically the cards that I wanted to talk about. So, what am I gonna do? Just pick the runs that I think that I actually do like. Even though I do like Tivar and Kaito, uh, Koth is just there because yeah. it was the last card that I had that I chose. Um, Lissa Sunslayer, one one colorless black and uh, green legendary creature, Phyrexian zombie elf, first strike death touch. Whenever Lissa Sunslayer deals combat damage to a player, choose one. You can draw a card and lose a life, destroy target enchantment, or remove up to three counters from target permanent. And it's a 3-3. I like this card for many reasons. One is because it can it can replace Lathril as a commander. It costs three mana. The bad part is the bad part about um the bad part about Glissa is that it's not that it's going to replace Lathril as your, you know, as the theme of your commander, because I would still keep Lathril in the 99. Um, but the downside is that as soon as they see this, they're gonna, you have a big target on your back. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, due to the fact that you're going to be running elves, you will be running a lot of mana dorks, so this will come out turn two easily. Yeah, pretty and consistently. It's very yeah, exactly. It's very consistent as well. The other thing, the reason why I would say it will replace Lathril is because when you play Lathril, most of your elves do like to pick up elves from the graveyard, so it's much more easier to say, okay, I'll put Lathril in the graveyard, and then you can just pick her up again with an with one of these abilities. Glissa would just be there to give you the colors. You know, it's not that it's replacing it; it's just giving you a another option that okay if Glissa dies she costs me five mana instead of six mana mm-hmm. you know so that's why i say that it's a replacement but not of the theme of the deck obviously you can go make a Glissa sunslayer type of commander where you can have um this card uh the one that gives creatures uh all the creatures haste i think cost one green mana yeah uh, and crossroads Concorded crossroads you can play that turn one and then turn two she's attacking and she's already either drawing you cards or if you have somebody with um uh let's say mystic remora or played a, a turn two 
uh, rhystic study, you can start destroying those draw engines or destroying things that can can affect um, or give more. Uh, what do you say? Plus for the for your opponents. So you know that's why I like it. Um, that's why I like the art. I don't know if she has a borderless or a um, oil silk artwork. Uh, like the alt arts. The uh, alt arts. I don't know if she does. I think she does, but uh, most of the rares do. So. Yeah. But at least it's the one that I found. Um, I like it. You know, it's really fun. It looks like a fun, a fun uh, commander. If anybody wants to build like a Glissa out there, um, I, think it's, I think it's a really, really good commander. I mean, I, uh, the reason I don't think it's like a um, a lateral replacement is because I feel like I would run the deck very differently to a lateral. Like a lateral kind of just wants to go wide. Meanwhile, with Glissa, <clears throat> I would kind of focus more on the fact that you know. I'm either removing things from my opponent's boards or I can smack in and draw a card, which uh, lends itself to a lot of like top of the library tutors, like any, <clears throat> a lot of like some of the green tutors that put creatures on the top of your library or, tutor, or uh, vampire, vampiric uh, tutor, which you put it on tutor, top. Grim, tu grim tutor. No, no, I, I completely understand. I just say like, yeah. at least for me that I like Lathril's, um, <laughs> you know, uh, theme, you know, mm -hmm. for me, it's just like, uh, put put Gliss as the commander, lateral in the ninety nine. You know, it's much more like easier because at least I say that lateral in the ninety nine. You are hiding somewhat what your strategy is, and then you're like, oh look, I vampiric tutor lateral in the top of the deck. I draw it. I have already twenty L's. I have a way to untap them. How about everybody dies? <laughs> yeah. You know. And then my last card is All Will Be One, the name of the set. is three colorless and two red enchantment that says whenever you put one or more counters on a permanent or player, All Will Be One deals that much damage to target opponent, um, creatures and opponent controls, or planeswalkers and opponent control. So you can choose in between your opponent, creatures, or planeswalkers. I'm I really, not sure. Isn't that just any target? Yeah, it is any target. I don't know why <laughs> they divided it to make just. Oh more my text. god! Okay, no, no, no. Never mind. Never mind. Oh, they could have just made what? it any target your opponent's control, but I don't know because I, I see what the difference between any target and your opponent's control is like. This can only target your opponents. You can't deal damage to your own stuff. Oh, okay. But you have to choose one. Uh, like I would, I would, I would have just gone like in terms of like card text. I would have just gone with like you know any target your opponent, like an opponent or any target your opponent's control. But mm -hmm. whatever, it's not. It's like yeah. picking at this point. So the reason why I chose this card is because me as a uh, super friends commander uh, player, this is not a strong card, you know. But at least when you play, let's put it in perspective, Joda. You have cast trigger with Joda, so you still have one planeswalker on the stack while you look for the cast the legendary cascade. So let's say that you picked up um Ugin. Ugin enters with seven loyalty. So you're doing seven damage, seven damage to your opponent. And then let's say uh Ugin costs eight. So that means no cost seven. Seven or eight. I think it's eight. I think it's eight. Uh, yeah, eight. So Ugin costs eight. So that means that the card that you casted was nine. 
I don't think that there's a planeswalker that costs nine, but let's say that you cast a legendary uh, a legendary card that costs nine mana. Or or you can just go with an Ugin cast and then just cast into oh, a yeah, let's, let's, I mean, let's, yeah, let's, like let's same put deal. It you're, you're still same making deal. anywhere in between. Exactly. Like let's you're, say you got a cough like on the stack, that's still dealing, you know, uh Ugin seven, that's eleven damage either to mm -hmm. someone's face or like, you know, to various things on the board. Exactly. Especially especially <clears> me that I play um all nickel bolas all of them have high high loyalty except the one from war of the sparks but the og ones not the og ones the one from hour of devastation and the og one uh, are like seven <coughs> eight loyalty planeswalkers yeah, so it's yeah, like you're hit you're you might be you have a potential 16 damage in board 14 40 life in total so not saying that this is going to happen early game but you, if when you put it in perspective you can either one shot your not one shot but you can finish the game to one of your opponents and if you're in a pot of four it's like okay i go ahead and make a deal with my opponent like hey how about i finish him off you finish him finish the other one off and then we go one v one but we just say uh draw and then you and me in the pot are our first and second mm -hmm. you know it, it, there's many things that you can do with with this card i would say uh it's five mana it's a little bit costy for five mana i can cast other things obviously in in joda um for instance i have the timeless lotus it's five mana it gives me a it's legendary so it gives me a four cmc or less uh cascade legendary cascade uh, there is uh, Deep Glow, Deep Glow Skate. It's five CMC, CMC as well. You know, there's much more better cards that I can cast for five mana than this. But I just added it just to put like ideas to the Pete to our listeners because somebody maybe find a way to use this card and abuse it. So you know. Definitely. So let's go ahead to the last um, top five like that. We can go ahead and uh, talk about the cards that were spoiled in these past uh few days last one last race is chris there you go take it away my boy well <laughs> i uh i went really creature heavy with this one since I, there's there was like one or two cards that were also like snatched away from me from what angle we have really similar tastes in that regard <laughs> um phyrexian vindicator i found it interesting because uh it's in it's uh similar to phyrexian uh, obliterator i think it is i forgot his name yeah <clears throat> and i like the potential to be able to kind of combo him with other things that uh <laughs> thank you lazy head boy um you know, the potential to combo with things are just kind of like pinging itself to be able to ping damage to your to like opponents or to, your, to their creatures um and he's a five five flyer it's a phyrexian horror i'm actually a little sad that this thing wasn't an angel because i think it would have been excellent as as an angel like it's an honorary angel in my in my in my heart not a lot to say about it in that regard i just think it's really freaking cool the design of like the art itself is Ah, oh, it looks like terrifying, and it just—I love it. Uh, Terranax Rex, or in other words, Phyrexian Haxorus. First off, the Haxorus reference is right there, and that's one of the things that just kind of popped out to me and made me love it. 
I also love dinosaurs. Like my love for mythical creatures starts at dragons, and then we have well, dinosaurs aren't exactly mythical, but dinosaurs are like right below dragons on that. So, um, <clears throat> he can't be countered. He's I, I kind of hate that this is a better Tarask to a certain degree, my very personal opinion. Um, just to give a little bit more context to our listeners, let me roll that back for a second, the Phyrexian Vindicator. Um, it's uh, four costed, uh, so for four white mana. Um, you get a creature, Phyrexian Horror. He's a 5-5, five, five, he has flying, and his ability is if damage would be dealt to Phyrexian Vindicator, you prevent the damage and deal that damage to any other target. Um, going back to the Tyranax Rex, um, he goes down for four and three green. Um, so he goes, he comes down for seven, total of seven. Um, he's a creature Phyrexian dinosaur, which is awesome. Um, he can't be countered. He has trample, ward four, haste, and toxic four, and he is an eight, eight. This thing is beautiful. It's basically a, um... What's that called? Not power scaled. What's the name? I always forget. Like a power crept. Um, uh, the dinosaur that came out of Nixalon that was like you know the like the the blue counter for the for like the for green at the time. Um, really, really quick note. I like that it has toxic four because if this thing was infect, this would this thing would be absolutely insane. Like eight hitting. <laughs> I got Lazy Ed Boy saying over here, Tyranax is a raid boss. I agree. Um, Carnage like, you know, Tyrant. Yeah, Carnage Tyrant. There we go. So it's a power. It's a it's a it's a scaled up uh, Carnage Tyrant. I like that he's at Toxic Four because if this thing had Infect, like at eight Infect, it would be way too ridiculous. But then again, you know, just wouldn't make sense if it, if he was like smaller than that, in my opinion. So having Toxic Four, I think, is is really good. Like it'll just. Uh, it'll do the damage so it'll so it's definitely scary taking eight damage to the face regardless of the format um and then those four toxic just really put a clock on your opponents then we got grads unstoppable juggernaut <laughs> this guy comes down for eight he's a legendary artifact creature juggernaut juggernauts you control attack each combat if able juggernauts you control can't be blocked by walls other creatures you control have power and toughness 5-3 uh, and are juggernauts in addition to their other types, and he is a 7-5. You can make Juggernaut tribal with this, or he can essentially be your finisher. I really, really enjoy this. Like, you can also, this can also be the type of situation in which you play a bunch of, uh, like, you know, um, stuff like uh, Ornithopter and a bunch of, like, cheaply costed artifact creatures that are, like, like you know zero power creatures it's, it seems really underwhelming and then you come in and generate enough mana to cast grads unstoppable juggernaut next thing you know you're smacking somebody with a huge board i enjoy this card in its entirety it's really easy to produce a lot of mana and colorless like this is this is the card that i uh, i saw and i instantly thought hey this can be my six deck like my uh, my colorless deck because it just lends itself for that theme very heavily i absolutely love it um, then we have Urtet. I forget how to translate this man into Spanish, but he's a he's a he's a mer. Uh, Urtet would be the I, remains I, I, of Memnar. Give me one second. I think that he's already been spoiled. Um, yeah, he has. Urtet, Urtet remnant of Memrak, legendary oh. artifact creature Meyer. Mer. <laughs> mer. 
My bad. Mur. He costs three mana. Whenever you cast a Mur spell, create a 1 1 colorless Mur artifact creature token. At the beginning of combat, you're on your turn. Untap each Mur <laughs> you control. <laughs> you can pay Uberg, um, tap, put three one, 1 counters on each Mur you control. Activate only during your turn. And it's a 2 2. It's a shame that you can only activate it during your turn. Mer. But also, yes, Mer. <laughs> um, <clears throat> again, I like that it lends itself for um, like like dramatic reversal Isochron combos. You can just like, you know, make a bunch of mana, start making your Mers huge, and then just smack in for like, you know, infinite like 1-1 one, one counter like Mers. Um, Mer Tribal. That's that's the highlight in this. Like these are the two uh <clears throat> we're getting two tribal decks that just support themselves. You know what I mean? Like I, I really enjoy that. You can play all of the uh the good mers. Yeah, you can play all the good mers, you can play all the dork mers, which makes it great. Yes. Oh man, I, I'm actually really excited for this card. I'm so sad that those mers are probably gonna shoot up in price as soon as this thing uh, there's there's only like 39 39 or 38 of them if i'm not mistaken so they're uh, i don't think they're gonna be like there's n none of them are as good as the support cards and the support cards mm. for them aren't even that good it's just a fun five color deck yeah which is exactly why i like actually it. there is one mer <laughs> reservoir uh, it's from Scar of Mirrodin. It mm -hmm. says um, it's an artifact that add two mana, uh, two colorless mana to your mana pool to spend this mana only to cast Mer spells or activate a Mer abilities. Um, and then you can pay three to return target Mer card from your graveyard to your hand. Um, this card actually, it was a one dollar and fifty cent card, and right now is going up to four to three to four non foil. And going up to um, five dollars, and there's already one sold uh, listed median price foil for thirty. Wow, that's insane. Yep. Why? Who, why the heck did anyone buy that at thirty? But whatever. I don't know, man. The person <clears throat> bought it in TCG Player. <laughs> no. The highlight out of all of the all of the cards that I've chosen here, I think, is Synthesis Pod. Yes this thing is insane and for those who haven't like for those listeners who haven't already caught on to what synthesis pod may be it is an artifact that comes down for three mana and one blue phyrexian mana it comes um, out for three mana uh essentially yeah <laughs> it's just three mana and two life nobody's gonna pay like the, the freaking mana but it has a really fun ability which for one and one Phyrexian blue mana, which again, just it's one mana into life at that point. And tapping it, you can exile a spell you control. Target opponent reveals cards from the top of their library until they reveal a card with mana value equal to one plus the exiled spell's mana value. Exile that card, then that player shuffles. You may cast that exiled card without paying its mana cost. Synthesis Pod is insane. Not all, like this. This thing has so much utility that I think it's ridiculous. If you know your opponent's decks because it's your like mo like constant play group, um, you know what you're gonna want to snatch from your opponents. If um, 
if you know what your opponent's win con is, you can try to snipe for win cons. You can try to uh, try and take, like, you know, use your opponent's win cons. Um, if someone stacks something on top of their library using a vampiric tutor, you can screw that over for them or even try to aim for whatever you think that they look for on the top of their library. Like, this thing is... <laughs> The amount of utility and how insane this is like i i don't think there's like enough words to describe how much fun if that is you know some some people might even describe this as unfun because of how good and how useful it is so i feel like you're overvaluing it but for different reasons why i would very much value it a lot okay so I would see this. See what what I see with this is one. It's not. It doesn't say activate only as a sorcery, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. two, uh, there's one specific deck that comes to mind. One very very specific deck that comes to mind uh, for this to be used in, and it's Tassiger. because you can delve away your uh, cards in your graveyard to pay one black mana to cast Tassiger, then pay one one mana and pay two life tapped it exile tassiger and now uh, if my opponent has a i don't know toxril uh peer into the abyss because mm. tassiger costs six you get that specific a hole breaker horror let's say you cast tassiger you exile you exile it now you target the urza player there is a urza kraken player you're gonna get a hole breaker horror not only that is for, for something for four mana you would I, you could get an ad, ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. I'm very so I'm thinking of like very very specific spells, and uh, you just kind of need to know your opponent's deck, or need to know what environment you're in, because mm-hmm. uh, uh, this is like very, very very bad, like extremely bad in casual play. Mm. You might get something interesting. You might. You're probably not. But in 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 non-casual play, you'll get something very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I just I just like the like I mentioned the general utility of just being able to mess with your opponent's decks, especially if they're trying to stack stuff on top of their deck too. Like I'm, I find it a little bit too fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Just imagine that somebody does worldly tutor and they put the card that they need on top, and you're like, "Oh, look, I do this, and I target you." Oh yeah, and no. Then, if you know what's on top of your opponent's deck, it's even like yeah. crazier because you can actually like very maliciously try to like snipe for it. Mm-hmm. That's true. <clears throat> it's an interesting card. It's yeah, it's interesting. At least for I would say like for like some specific like commander decks. It's it's really interesting, you know. I like it. I like the Mur though. The Mur. Mm-hmm. The Mur is uh, when this card was spoiled um, or leaked because half of this set was leaked. Because oh, why yeah. not? You know. But when 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 this card was when the Mur uh, was um, a leak, I was like, wow, this looks very interesting. You know, it's an interesting interesting card so let's go ahead um even though the card most of the cards that we uh just spoke on the top five most of the cards have been um presented 
already on our top fives, but at least these are the cards that were spoiled um, whoops, this week by date. We have the Tegutar Inquiry of Dominus, the gauntlet that Orengo stole from me because I don't know why, but he stole it from me. Um, we have the Phyrexian Vindicator. Um, we have their uh, goblin for for our friend um, Chris that he's the goblin master here. Yeah, no, I'm I'm reading him. I hadn't seen it's this really, spoil that I'm. He's really good. He's what uh, if if I had changed one of my options, it would have been with with that dude. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Future Into artifact into the graveyard. Put an oil. Wow. That's really interesting. Yeah, for one drop. Yes. That, that just sounds like sacrificing a bunch of treasures and smacking with like a huge, like a huge one goblin. Mm-hmm. Exactly. My goblin is like ten one. What you gonna do about it? <laughs> ten one trample. It it always feels bad to block a ten one trample with a gut with like even if you're just gonna chump block it. Yep. It is. I like it. It's cool. The good. The other thing is that it's uh, it's a, it's a, it says whenever it enter, when it enters the battlefield, whenever another creature you, creature or artifact you can just put into the graveyard. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you know, I, 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 really I, cool. I yeah, it's really cool. I like it. Actually, as a, this as a legendary is, creature, that thing would have been insane. Oh yeah, yes. I I can see it. I can see it. Mm-hmm. I can see it. So these are the uh, next six cards that as well were spoiled. These were spoiled yesterday. We have Monumental Corruption, uh, Synthesis Pod, Mirage Mockery, Skyhunter Strike Force, and um, we got the Sis Goria Forge Tyrant, Irrit Remnant of Mermac, Lux Artillery, and tangle weave armor <laughs> that I actually have seen a lot of people talk about tangle weave armor with Galta. That's interesting. Yeah, whoa! Yeah. Tangle weave gar- armor mm. with Galta. Equip creature gets X wow. plus X, where X is the greater mana value among your commanders. Galta's twelve. And to respond to Lazy Ed Boy real quick, the dragon seems insane, but he's not as good as he seems. <laughs> he's he's actually quite bad in comparison. Yeah. Infinity for artifacts. There's, there's only one thing that's like holding the dragon back is like you can only cast one artifact. Yeah, that you and he exalt. eats up the rest. And he yeah. eats up the, up the rest of the cards. He you looks know- cool though. Yeah. You know, it's 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 one of the things that I that I think me and Chris mentioned that in this set there's so many cards that are really good, but when you read the effects, they're like toned down. In in regards to like, oh yeah, look at this, I am very strong, and then you read the card and you're like, yeah, you're not that strong. Yeah. <laughs> you're okay strong. You know. I, I actually, this set is really interesting. I don't know. Um, I, it. If, if for me if it is interesting one of the things that I don't like about the set is the fact that if you want specific arts are going to be really difficult to get um, yeah. me just talked about it because 
most of like the popular nice artwork are going to be either available only in collectors or in the completed edition uh, bundle that right now is going for a heck of a lot of money. Um, complete edition is around 70 bucks. Yeah. It's, uh, it, 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 it's a lot, but it's, it's very similar to the to the one the Brothers War had for the Transformers. Yeah. Oh, you mean the the oh god the gift bundle? Yeah. This that was was a gift bundle. Yeah. But the thing is that you know at least the gift bundle you could have find it in in local. Well, depending on what LGS you would have gone, it could have been for forty five, fifty, or fifty five. You know, but at least a completed edition one is going already. Like some stores are like selling it for, for a lot of money. Well, actually, before we move on, I don't know if like you guys have already mentioned it, and I just wasn't here or something. Um, there's another collaboration with uh, Beetle and Grim coming up for the Phyrexia set. I think that no, we have not talked about it. <laughs> I don't know if it was like coming up later or something. I'm sorry for the spoiler, I guess, but <laughs> actually, no, I did not know. What was it? Look, look at okay, look at this. Right now, TCG player, Phyrexia, I will be one <clears throat> completed bundle. There's one store selling it for ninety-four dollars. Ooh, that's okay. That's... My bad. Not uh... one store. Almost all stores are selling it from ninety-five to a hundred. Wow. Wow. If you have the link, Chris, just send it to the private. Yeah, I'm actually looking for it because I know I sent it to a friend of ours, but I need to find it's BNG ring again. B uh Phyrexian? Phyrexia will be one. I think I I think I found it. I find it kind of funny that their uh, Here Be Dragon set is like completely sold out, but that they still have the uh, the other thing, the Kamigawa like stuff left. <laughs> I think. Wait, give me. I think. I think. I. I think it's. In I know. Page. I saw it, and I sent it to a friend of ours too. Hold on. <clears throat> So this is this is the intermission. This is when we find things and we remember like, oh yeah, there's this thing that's coming out. <laughs> what do you guys think about? Oh my the... god! Okay, because this thing. Uh huh. Okay, so the Show link. Um, so you guys to try and like, you guys want to try to like decipher. <laughs> uh decipher phyrexian script on streams <laughs> oh let's try even though I, I think that they're well i don't I'm know honestly, if wizards have already uh yeah they have already the, uh yeah the, right? the, the, yeah the, the phyrexian script is already out uh, lazy ed boy was saying over here that uh he thinks that the uh I'm, I'm assuming he's talking about translation the and update i did Love subscribe it. so i do have to check actually let's see if i can find it in my email over here but it's okay. it's really it it's it's interesting. Like I'm excited to see what they have actually. I okay. I'm gonna be honest. If they do the same thing that they did with the dragons, that they give you like a little box and everything, I, I'm I'm in. 
I'll, I'll contact Carlos and be like, I need this. Like now. <laughs> but it, it is interesting. It is interesting that how, um, uh, yes, the best language, lines. Correct. Yeah. Lines is, in fact, the best language. <laughs> I got to say, what do you guys uh do the fact that we have a couple of minutes left uh for to to us say our our goodbyes um what do you guys think about the set how you rated it do you guys like it completely or you just again we we asked a very good question this morning on our tiktok cardboard cave podcast on tiktok is what team are you are you team sealed or are you team single i have not yet sat down to answer all your comments uh, but either way, guys, um, round table, JP, start. Uh, do you like the set? Are you excited about it? Do you want it? I, uh, I, I like the set. I'm excited about it. I see a lot of potential for it in not only uh, standard, but in other eternal formats. I'm surprised with a lot of the additions they've had, and I'm surprised with a lot of directions they've been uh, taking because it's Dominary United had not really a support on artifacts but like brothers war had a very very uh, uh, like major focus on artifacts and the fact that they've been doing artifacts kinda again in this one and probably in the next one uh, will affect standard quite significantly uh, to the point where I think they're gonna take a massive break on what artifacts are uh, in the following sets after like afterwards uh, but I'm very excited with the set how about you Chris tell me I'm actually really happy with it I feel like this could have potentially been another Eldraine set you know like the, the, like the design team could have gone nuts they could have messed up in a bunch of different ways and I'm glad they didn't I feel like it's a set that represents um that the design team did learn from their past mistakes with a set like this it doesn't feel underpowered but it doesn't feel super like overpowered like it's gonna um like break the format or anything so i like it like i, I don't i don't have i i love more than anything the like the art and how everything looks visually um, cause you know, I don't, I don't really go much into like set analysis as for example, JP might, I just, I just, I just like the pretty colors and the pretty art and, and, and when we get new cool things. And I think there's a lot of that in this set. So I, I enjoy it. I deeply enjoy it. That is, that's great. One of the things that I want to, um, mention as well, uh, today uh, because one of the things that we tr are trying to do um, here in the in the cardboard cave is as well add uh, a couple of news of different cardboard. I know that our main um, our main focus is MTG. Uh, Lazy Boy says definitely should tone down the artifacts a little bit. As well, disagree. he mentioned simple logic is best logic, Chris. Hard, hard disagree <laughs> on that first one, though. Like, it's the Phyrexian set, man. You can't tone down the artifacts. That's everything Phyrexia and Mirrodin were ever about, my guy. Yep. <laughs> I completely agree. 
But yes, so goblin th- logic is good logic. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that I, before I say my words about the set, one of the things that I want to announce, if you are a Pokemon fan and you are super excited, the new set, Crown CF, is already available for you. Um, we do have the spoilers available in our Facebook page. Uh, there have a lot of nice... Um, cards there uh i have not yet played it it's still not available in pokemon trading card game online but it is available already to uh buy uh it's a very interesting set the cards look beautiful and then they did add like a type of variation art of some cards and they look bonkers so again if you are a pokemon fan crown zenith is already available for you i wish i knew a little bit much more about Yu-Gi-Oh, but um that is something that i am still trying to search for a good source for us to use to keep you guys up to date if you are a Yu-Gi-Oh player as well so the set i am very excited about the set i really do like it um i like the artwork i like the mixture of like the style of having a I really don't like the fact that we have so many variants of the cards, but um, having a lot of variants means that maybe one of the variants is not that expensive than the original artwork. So it's really good. The set is is really fun. Um, I really do want to see how it how it affects standard um, to see if uh, what standard decks get changed or how the meta turns in when this set comes out as well for for us that we are commander we are commander uh players see how some of these cards can that we are going to be adding in some of our specific commander decks are going to be um how are they going to react or how are they going to work in in the future uh when this set comes out i still say that the complete edition bundle is bonkers on the price i understand why the price is bonkers is all due to the fact about the oil silk lands and the oil silk style style artwork for for the creatures um but you know it's still i still think that it's kind of bonkers on on price wise um but i'm really excited about the set and playing it in in arena one other thing that i want to irradiate is that arena is gonna start giving pre-orders for the set starting at $14.99 bundles. So they they lowered the price for some of the but for the bundles. So it starts at $14.99 to the ones that cost um $49.99. That you guys know they have two options. You have the one that only brings like um tokens like the uh draft or sealed tokens plus um the little character the sleeves and whatnot and then you have the bundle that is with the booster packs and as well there's the i think it's the 1499 one that only includes you uh i think it's a pet a pet for a phyrexian pet and i think a i think it's only like a uh draft token or a sealed token um like that you can play this the the format so check it out if you are a magic the gathering arena player Go ahead and check it out. So let's go ahead, round table. Again, once again, JP, where can the people find you? You can find me here in the Cardboard Cave Podcast. How about you, Chris? Um, well, you can find me here in the Cardboard Cave Podcast, just like all of my wonderful hosts. You can uh, also, starting at least uh, more and more uh, uh, accurately, right? 
uh starting next wednesday you'll be able to see me more often in our twitter actually i'll be i'll be making more rounds around there and just trying to keep you guys up to date through there so go ahead and uh follow us there um you can sometimes find me in my twitch which i've been trying to get back to hopefully making some more magic arena uh, magic arena content um and and more importantly John, where can they find you? Well, more importantly, where can you find Orengo? Orengo, you can find him in Cinema's podcast as well. He's in multiple other podcasts like with the Movie Squad and other podcast shows that talk about movies and much more. Right now, he is not with us because he is right now currently covering the Sundance Film Festival. So that's why he had to leave a little bit earlier. But if you want to see his reviews and content, go ahead and go to Cinema's podcast um, on Facebook. Uh, I think it's Facebook and his website as well. Where can you find me? Here in the Cardboard Cave podcast as well. And on my own website about movies and entertainment, realinfilms.com. I put um, reviews there uh, often. My latest review, if you are into DND, you guys can check my review for The Legends of Vox Machina Season 2. It's uh, the most recent review that I have right there. So check it out. It's a really amazing show if you haven't watched it in Prime Video. Um, and as well, guys, you can see me every Monday and every Thursday here exclusively on YouTube and on Twitch in Cardboard Cave Podcast. On Mondays, I usually play any TCG that you guys recommend or the usual common ones that I'm going to be playing. That's Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And every Thursday, I will be playing um, Magic the Gathering Arena. I am still cooking up something for Fridays that will that I will say that will include the guys, but that is um, still in plans because I'm trying to figure out how it, the heck I'm going to do it. But I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's podcast. We will see you guys in the next one. And just pay attention to our social media because big news are coming, hopefully, and as well. Um, see what's going to happen this next Wednesday. Either is it going to be a podcast or is it going to be Commander Night? See you guys in the next one. Bye-bye. Remember to follow, like, subscribe to be notified, and as well listen to us on all major audio platforms. Thanks for joining.